0: You know, I don't usually write about things that I'm going through as I'm going through them. But I went ahead with this one and, you know, it was a mix of kind of therapeutic and then sometimes it was kind of painful. But I thought, you know, that's okay. It, I think sometimes our writing is better when we allow that to happen.
1: We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to a Writer's Day podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me again. My name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm an award-winning, multi-published author, and I welcome you to my podcast. I started this podcast five years ago for folks like you, people who want to learn more about the writing craft and listen to amazing published authors talk about their incredible books so you are at the right place and if you like what you hear subscribe to my podcast and be sure to visit my website at artbyruth.com to learn more about me my books and my artwork and sign up for my newsletter so that you can be aware of upcoming projects like my sequel to The Doors of Rome called The Windows of Venice, which I started writing, and I'm so excited about this story. It's a tearjerker, that's for sure. And also about my upcoming Christmas book that will be released in November. And of course, this summer, I'll be working on my next coloring book. And I look forward to that too. So be sure and sign up for my newsletter at artbyruth.com. She is the award-winning author of more than 250 books with sales of more than 7.5 million. That's right. She's well-known for her Christmas novellas, her YA titles, and of course, her romantic comedies. And today, Melody Carlson is back with me to talk about her new book called Just For The Summer. So you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax, as we listen to Melody Carlson talk about her new book. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm super excited to have Melody Carlson here with me on a Writer's Day podcast. Welcome back, Melody. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sure. Of course. It's always fun to talk with you about your various books. The last time you were here, we talked about your Christmas book. And at the very end of that interview, you mentioned what you were working on next and here it is just for the summer. It's about to be released. Right. It releases actually tomorrow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, so what have you been up to? Uh, the last time we spoke was right before Christmas. How did the holidays go and, and what all did you do?
0: Well, uh, we didn't do a whole lot. The holidays, I'm just going to say were interesting. Oh. Uh, you know, they weren't ideal. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: but they were okay. And we did get to see family and friends and, you know, you just got to make the most of it, you know, that's what, true. What you got. yeah,
1: that's true. Well, so were you writing at all or.
0: Um, I have been writing the last two months. I just finished, um, my next year's spring novel that, you know, it's kind of like this one only it's, it's a obviously a different one. Uh, <laughs> it's called the honey, the honey bee and B.
1: Oh, okay. Another like lighthearted, uh, not romantic comedy though, right? Just like a lighthearted story. Yeah, you
0: know, it has a little bit of everything. There is okay. a little bit of it, of romance in it. There's a, there's some lightness, but I also deal with um, FTD, which is frontal temporal dementia. Oh, is what Bruce Willis has, and my husband has it. So, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, so I thought, I'm just going to take this head on and um, help people to learn about something that I'm discovering a lot of people don't really know much about it. Well, I didn't either, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, so, so it's kind of, it has a little bit of everything in it.
1: Sounds like it. I can hardly wait to read that story. Well, great. Well, do you find that it's therapeutic to write about things that you're going through? You know, I don't
0: usually write about things that I'm going through as I'm going through them but I went ahead with this one and you know, it was a mix of kind of therapeutic and then sometimes it was kind of painful, but I thought, you know, that's okay. It, I think sometimes our writing is better when we allow that to happen.
1: Mm, I agree. Uh, last year, we were saying goodbye to my father, he was dying of cancer. And so I took a break from writing much needed break. But when I got back into it, I did find that it helped to write a story uh, about a mother who is dying of cancer. And she wanted to reconcile with some of her estranged children at Christmas time. So I finished that book and sent it to my editor. Um, And like you said, I found times to be very therapeutic. And other times it was painful. But helpful at the same time. It's kind of weird. One of those weird. It things. is. <laughs> I but
0: um, I think I think it's really cool when we can use the hard stuff, the painful stuff, um, in story. I think it's it touches people.
1: It does, and as you say, you can make them aware too of things that are that they may not be going through, but things that are out there, things that exist. So
0: yeah, even if they're not going through it, they probably know somebody who is or or will be. Yeah,
1: mm, very true. And and you're right, I didn't even know about it until Bruce Willis was brave enough to, you know, come out and his family is now keeping us posted on social media how he's doing, but I had no idea until they released that. So,
0: yeah, I um we actually learned about my husband's almost at the same time. So, wow. so I kind of barely had heard about it, but um
1: yeah, well I think it's neat that his family uh, decided to be upfront with that They didn't have to I mean he's a movie star he could have just gone out you know without saying a word but I think it is opening a lot of people's eyes to this type of dementia so
0: right because it's not the same as as the others I mean they're all different I know that but um it's it it a lot of times takes a little explaining <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Well, so now let's talk about Just for the Summer and provide a little bit of a summary of the book and what was your inspiration for it? Well, I'm not even sure where the inspiration
0: was from, but I've always loved swapping stories where people either swap homes or lives or whatever. And I thought that'd be fun to do it in the hospitality industry, just because that's kind of always interested me and um so i have two completely different women living completely different lives one is in the city in seattle running a really shishi boutique hotel and um doing a very good job of it and but she's got a real cranky boss and then the other one is running her grandpa's kind of run down podunk fishing lodge in idaho And she's not enjoying it very much because she really wants a little more glamour, a little more Mm Ritz. And so they both hit a place where they go online to this um, job swap website, which I don't even know if such thing exists. But this is fiction. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what? It should exist because I think it would be fun. And so they both kind of the timing is right and they do it. And yeah, it gets kind of crazy.
1: (laughs) That sounds neat. So did you have fun coming up with the two different characters creating them?
0: Yeah, I did. You know, to start out with, I I think I I liked one of them better than the other. But as as it went on, because one of one of them, the one that's the she's slightly entitled. Her name's um Jacqueline. And um she's she kind of came came across as a brat. But then you know, you get to know her better and you know there's a little bit of story behind that. I mean, she's still kind of a brat, but <laughs> <laughs> but you get to, and then then i i came to appreciate things about her that i you know didn't really know when i started it and then the other one probably was a little bit more like me a little bit more nose to the grindstone hard worker and but she kind of didn't really know how to have fun
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you hit it on the nail i was going to ask if it, either one of them had a little bit of you in their development because sometimes we authors put ourselves in our characters so
0: yeah, I, you know, I'd like to think there's a little bit of me in both of them, but there's probably more in Jenny, the the little hard worker one who needs to learn how to lighten up and get a life. And, you know, her backstory is really important, too, because um, her mother died when she was in college and she still had a much younger sister to help raise and it was a single mom. So um, Jenny gave up college and started working at the same hotel her mom had worked at. And worked her way clear, you know, from the laundry to the restaurant, you know, just every facet of this hotel, and actually helped the hotel become what a success that it is. But she doesn't have a degree in hospitality, whereas um, Jacqueline has a degree in hospitality, but what she thinks is kind of a crummy job. But that's kind of her own fault too. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: so anyway, it it just it just it made it fun. So Jenny learned more from the life experience hard knocks but Jacqueline has the education so you kind of get this to see the difference between the two
0: <laughs> yeah and, and I, I think it's kind of fun for readers to to think about the fact that you know experience is just as valuable as a degree and often you know even more so and especially in this day and age when you know people are realizing that degrees don't necessarily buy them the job that they want and that's that's the case with
1: Jacqueline that's good. That's very appropriate for nowadays. That's for sure. So when you come up with the backstories, how do you do that? Do you kind of go by a friend's experience or, you know, your experience when you come up these, um, not tragic stories, but, you know, when we create our characters, something happened in their past that make them who they are today. How do you come up with your ideas? Oh, I think they're just come kind
0: of all over the place. I mean, they, you know, probably there's bits and pieces of people that I know or even myself, but You know, a lot of it is just pure conjuncture, just make it up. Yeah,
1: it's kind of freaky. Like today I'm starting a new book and so I'm thinking, well, my character has to have some dark thing that happened in her past. So I'm like, well, I've used, you know, father dying and mother dying and car accidents and, you know, some, it's kind of ghoulish to try (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and put some horrible thing on this person that's just standing there. Hello. And you're like, you're going to have this in your past, you know. And my husband always asks, why? Why didn't you have to do that? Why can't they just have had a wonderful past? And I said, well, that's not realistic. All of us have something in our past that kind of informs who we are today, you know, whether we're resilient or shy or uncertain of ourselves, you know. So you have to do that with your character, too.
0: Yeah, and sometimes, you know, I guess we can take small things and make them bigger. But, yeah, you, you need that conflict. You need that grit, I think, to make it kind of layered and interesting.
1: Absolutely. So it seems like the setting of the story it has an impact on the character's so can you provide some hints as to what the main characters learn from their experience without giving too much away? Of course. Right.
0: Well, um, Jenny, who gets to the fishing lodge and, you know, instead of seeing it as a rundown, you know, the way that Jacqueline sees it, she, she I think she's just like, wow, what a challenge. This is going to be fun. And so she mm-hmm. just starts rolling up her sleeves and getting into it and doing things that should have been done already. And, being creative and working on a budget and just kind of endears herself to the grandpa that owns it, Jack and, and the main cook woman, Marge. And, and just, I, I love how she kind of builds a family there, even though it's just for the summer, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what this swap is supposed to be. And, um, but then you can also see just that tornness. And then of course, the river guide is, you know, just wonderful. And Jacqueline had um had a crush on him he was part of the reason she stayed at the, the lodge as long as she did because she kept thinking that Ben who was also um, a lawyer and and an author would come there for the summers and work for her grandpa in exchange for um, free time to write and and a place to live which he loved but he had you know zero interest in Jacqueline so anyway Jenny just ends up pretty well fitting in loving it and i think you know we've got this overshadowing thing of where she's going to have to leave and you know she's not going to want to leave and um jacqueline on the other hand <laughs> she gets exposed to jenny's boss who's just pretty horrible and um she has a she's got a backstory too and and we get to hear more of that later and anyway and there's a little bit of a possible romantic interest there at the Seattle hotel too so
1: Mm, I love that it's got setting it's got two interesting characters a little bit of romance you're right this story has everything
0: (laughs) (laughs) it takes you away that's for sure yeah
1: but that's fun though that's why books can be so neat is for escapism they take you out of your humdrum life and put you on this adventure I don't know if I would ever do a job swap so it'd be kind of fun to see what it's like just through your book
0: Sometimes I feel like I'd like to do a life swap, you know, just, just, maybe not for the whole summer, but just for a little while.
1: Yeah. Maybe with uh, Princess Kate over there in England, I'd like to switch lives with her for just, you know, maybe one month. <laughs> See
0: yeah. what it's like. We'd, we'd probably get tired of it really quickly. You yeah. Know, all and, the
1: waving and the, the guest yeah. appearances she has to do. <laughs> and no
0: Privacy.
1: Well, so with over 250 books written, wow. I mean, you've written all from YA, you've done some suspense, romantic comedies, Christmas novellas. What other genre is out there that maybe you'd still like to explore?
0: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's several genres that I haven't written in. Um, I've done historicals, too, and... I've even done a little bit of biblical fiction and, but, um, you know, I haven't done like real mystery stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, my mom who passed away a couple of years ago was always telling me, you've got to, she loved mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to write a mystery and a lot of times I'd write something and she would go, that's, that's like a mystery, you know, <laughs> cause <laughs> you know, you don't know what's going to happen, but it wasn't really, truly a mystery. But I, I think maybe someday I'll play with that a little bit.
1: That sounds fun. I would like to do that too. I wrote like a short story that was a Christmas uh, mystery, like a murder she wrote type of thing with these little old ladies solving a crime. And I really enjoyed it. I had fun doing that. I wouldn't mind doing something like that too. Yeah. Something a little lighthearted.
0: Yes. I would have to make it lighthearted. I, yeah. you know, I wrote so much heavy stuff. I wrote a lot of issues driven books um, earlier in my career. And, and I've just... I just don't really want to do that even though this last novel did involve you know kind of a serious issue I did try to handle it lightly real lightly yeah because that's how we do it in real life with when we're dealing with stuff we try to you know make light of it and laugh Mm -hmm. about it when we can because what are you gonna
1: do (laughs) yeah it can just get too heavy exactly (laughs) yeah well that's neat that you're doing that for your readers too showing them something they maybe haven't thought about before, but in a lighthearted way and you give them hope. I like that. Yeah. We
0: got, we need hope.
1: Oh yes. Now the, your story in just for the summer deals with hotels. Have you ever stayed at like a really, really bad hotel?
0: <laughs> oh, a bad one.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Was it like yeah, a small I motel? Stayed,
0: stayed at some really nice ones too, that I kind of, emulated in, in the Seattle hotel. My cousin, um, managed hotels, really nice ones. And he did one in San Francisco that I got to visit a couple of times and it was just marvelous. And I just thought he was brilliant the way he did it. And so I, I probably tried to kind of reinvent that with the Seattle Jackson hotel.
1: Mm, nice. Yeah. My cousin worked over at the Disney world resort area. And so We got to say, I got to stay in some really nice resorts over there. But we also did stay at a really bad hotel. It was like a motel outside of Disney World because I just needed a nap. So I said, we're only going to be here for like eight hours. I got to have a nap. And so my husband said, okay. So we rented this small little cheap, cheap, cheap motel right outside the gate. And my son was making fun of us because they were like stained sheets and oh. mosquitoes like crazy inside the bathtub he, he moved the curtain and all this all these mosquitoes oh. came he's like mom seriously i said all we're going to do is sleep and then we're going to leave in the morning so we can take it and so in my husband unfortunately because it had rained at disney world his socks were really wet And he goes well i'm just going to iron my socks and they'll dry and i said, <laughs> "Okay." And the iron didn't even work. And that was it. That was the breaking point. We all just laughed so hard until we cried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did you actually get any sleep?
1: Well, we stayed with the buzzing of the mosquitoes. You know how it is when you're just so exhausted. I just said, you know, I can't finish the park unless I sleep. And so we, we slept. And then the next day we hit the park running and everything was great. But to this day, that was like eight years ago. And to this day, we still bring up the hotel outside of Disney World.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't so give that it a would,
1: yeah. that would probably end up in a book. That story is probably going to end up in a, one of my books, I'm sure. <laughs> it's a good one, yeah. <laughs> well, so just for the summer releases, March 1st, wow, that's great. And so you, they can pick up copies at their local bookstore and uh, christianbook.com and of course Amazon. And how can they get in touch with you at your website to sign up for your newsletter?
0: yeah i'm also i have an author page on facebook you know and if they just google they're gonna find me i mean i'm like i don't
1: hide (laughs) (laughs) great well i'm sure they'd love to let you know what they think of just for the summer coming out march 2024 well melody thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us about your new book and what's coming next we look forward to it thanks ruth Wow, wasn't that great to listen to Melody Carlson talk about her new book, Just for the Summer? I don't know if I could do a job swap, but I'm just so thrilled to read this story. It sounds fun. And I hope that you've been encouraged to keep going no matter what. And uh, Melody was kind enough to share with us how she used her writing to help her deal with some pretty tough issues going on with her family. And it can be therapeutic for you. So no matter what life tosses into your path, Those obstacles are what make us stronger. So keep writing, overcoming those obstacles, and use your writing to help you endure what you're going through in life. I've done it. Melody's done it. I can only tell you that it really does help. Share what you're going through with your readers. They're there for you. And that's a great way to make connections with them as well. Always giving them hope. Because we don't grieve like the world. We grieve with hope thanks to God. And so continue going forward on your writing journey because someone out there needs to read your story. And until next time, God bless.